Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Grown Up Kids. This episode is sponsored by Cheyenne Creek. Thank you so much for sponsoring our podcast and making it possible for us to do this. Thank you, Cheyenne. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we're being joined by return guest Tim. How you doing this morning? Oh, just great. Thanks for having <laughs> me back. <laughs> we're all like half awake. <laughs> This is literally like getting recorded and going live today. Like it's due today. So yes, we can talk in real time to people. Yeah, true. Yes. Thank you for working around my crazy schedule. Oh, you were also working around ours. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. All have crazy schedules. I much appreciate it because we almost recorded this when I was in the hospital. So that would have not been fun for me. (laughs) Yeah. We're glad you're doing okay. We're glad you're still Uh, here to record with us right now. uh Yeah. Update is I actually go back tomorrow for more tests, so that'll well send positive vibes. I will. Yes. Uh. Alrighty, so today we're going to be discussing Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. You didn't sing it. Davy, Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. Don't, don't, don't laugh at us. You can't not. I'm not laughing because I wanted to join in, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, alrighty, so it's time for the 30 second Disney Dash. Woohoo! Who's going first? I have half of one. I'll go first. Ready. I'll go first. So, Meg, as always, winging it. <coughs> Sorry, guys, I've got something weird going on with allergies. We're all good. We still love you. All right, ready? Yeah. Set. Go. So Davy Crockett is a sort of war hero who just kind of comes and goes as he pleases. Uh, he goes back to his family to prepare them for winter, and then he goes back to the war, basically saves the day. Um, and then he turns into a politician and travels around, but his main thing is to make sure that the Indians have the same rights as the white man. Um, and then he goes into battle and he dies again. Not a, he dies again. <laughs> goes into battle again. That was 30 seconds. Well, except for your, your little extra <laughs> rambling. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had to. I am shocked. Meg, we have done, like, Peter Pan and, like, what? Alice in Wonderland and Lady and the Tramp and all those like things that you I know that you love and like breathe and you you didn't do the Disney dash and then here comes Davy Crockett and you're like I got this and you summed up the whole thing perfectly I'm so impressed Katie it's because I'm here I'm sending the positive vibes in the environment today it's just got a wonderful influence you know, we've got Tim, we both worked in Frontierland, I've got the Frontierland yes. vibes going around. I got it. I got and they did play Davy Crockett during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party when we would work in Frontierland. Literally. That was like the oh, first really? song it would start. All oh, night. every, all night you'd hear Davy Crockett, it got stuck in your head. Yep. Don't be adding more to your uh, Disney Dash, you ran out of time. Okay. Alright, Tim, do you want right. to go next? I'll go next. Alright. On your mark. Get set. Go. We start with the Creek and Indian Wars, where Davy Crockett and his friend Georgie fight with General Andrew Jackson. He ends up going home in between the battles to get his family ready for winter. He returns. Then after the war, when they make treaty with the Indians, he goes back home trying to find new land. He finds out his wife dies. Then he decides he's going to run for Congress. He runs for Congress. General Jackson becomes President Jackson. Then he ends up going to the Alamo, and he makes friends with an Indian and some other weird guy, and they end up fighting in the Alamo where they all die. Bum, bum, bum. That was 29. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You guys are going to put me to shame. Mine, I, like, prepared part of it, and then the last is going to be really bad, so. Warning. All right, are you ready? Yep. Set? Yep. Go. 
half-horse and part alligator, bar wrestling, Davy Crockett is a huntsman and legendary hero from Tennessee. He volunteers during wartime and is barely home. He does things his own way and always comes out on top. Somehow he winds up in politics and everyone loves him. He becomes a strong advocate for Indian rights. He ends up at the Alamo because apparently he feels he has to be there and he dies. It was 20 seconds. But not as good as you guys. <laughs> you like had a southern accent I know. when you were saying the beginning of yours. Because <laughs> you have to say bar. 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 Instead of a bear. Yeah. <laughs> it worked on a bar. <laughs> that was when he like smirked at the yeah. Indian. Yeah. That was really weird. Oh, God. Alrighty. So some history on Davy Crockett. Um, it was released in 1955. It is, um, it stars Fess Parker as Davy Crockett, and he was also just in, um, what movie was he just in that we watched? Rob Roy? No. No, no, it's... No, not Rob Roy. It hasn't come out yet, that episode. Oh, The Great Locomotive Chase. The Great Locomotive Chase. That's He's right. also going to be in Westward Ho! The Wagons. Oh, nice. Okay. Got it. So future ones. So he up. uh he kind of has a niche for what types of movies he's in. Yeah. Um. So this is actually an edited compilation of the first three stories from the Disney Television miniseries Davy Crockett. So it was a TV show before this, and then they kind of took that and created the movie. So it was Davy Crockett Indian Fighter, Davy Crockett Goes to Congress, and Davy Crockett at the Alamo. The movie was mostly filmed in Tennessee and Wildwood Regional Park in Thousand Oaks, California. Um, and it was released because of the enormous success of the TV show. So the film remains Walt Disney's most successful television film project. Um, the Davy Crockett episodes of the mid-50s sparked a national Davy Crockett craze, with many coonskin caps being sold, as well as a successful as well as a successful recording of the episode's theme song, The Ballad of Davy Crockett. Which we sang. Which we sang. And, <laughs> yes, we did. Um, I, yeah, I, I remember being, so whenever I was on the college program, we had classes that you could take. They still do this, I'm sure. Um, and one of them was just kind of about, like, the history of the company. And I remember them talking about the Davy Crockett craze. Like, this was one of the first times, besides the whole Mickey Mouse craze with merchandise, this was, like, the next big craze this with Disney. This was, like, the Frozen of 55. It kind of was, like, Frozen mm. in 1955. Well, more like the Moana now, because Moana's yeah. taking yeah. Frozen. <laughs> True. Um, so, like, it was, it was crazy. Everybody wanted a coonskin hat. We still sell them in Frontierland. I don't work mm -hmm. there anymore. I don't we. know why I said we. They still sell them in Frontierland. Um, and if you actually, if you go to Disneyland, you can go on the canoes. We didn't do that. I know. Now I wish we'll we have had. to do it. Um, so the success of the film prompted Disney to create a sequel. However, Davy Crockett dies at the Alamo, so Disney decides to do prequel movies which Tim's actually on this next episode with us as well, Davy Crockett and the River Pirates. Um, that consisted of the final two episodes of the TV series. Like it, Disney's like, this is popular. How do I get this back? He died. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> I wonder if, like, after it was so popular, he kind of regretted that ending. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, shoot, what else could I have done with his story? But it's a good idea to do prequels. I mean... Well, also, Davy is a real dude, so True. he was he was yeah. doing his thing and, like, kind of sticking to history, kind of not, you know what I mean? But Disney could have just been mm -hmm. like, eh, he's not going to die. Well, yeah, <laughs> true. Oh, yeah, well, he did die in real life at the Alamo. He did. Yeah. Technically, you don't see him die, so he could have just swung it. Oh. But you, can, you know that was what it meant at the end when they had the Texas flag and... Yeah, for sure. With yeah. the song, when you don't forget about the Alamo, you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. He gone. Yeah. He gone. <laughs> it was actually a really good movie, though. Yeah, it I actually enjoyed it. It was. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. It had been a long time. I can see why people would have a craze about it. Because it's unlike the other historical kind of things that... It's more adventurous. Like, it's more... I feel like it's more real. Yeah. Like, Davy, the way that they portrayed Davy 
or, and you know, obviously that could have really been how he was. He was just a very real character. Like, mm-hmm. it's this nobody guy who is really good, who happens to be really good at fighting, volunteers, him and his friend, like, volunteer to go into the war. They're amazing at what they do. And then he kind of turns into this politician that is, like, for the people, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's just a very likable guy. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people can relate to him. Like, oh, this is just this guy who's, you know, had a family, uh, lost his wife, and is just trying to, like, make a name for himself. And I think that it just, like, attracted people to like him. Mm-hmm. And and because of that, it attracted people to like the TV series, too. Right. Plus, like, when you look at the other legends, like Robin Hood or Rob Roy, I don't know, like, this one just had, like, a different humor to it. It wasn't just, like, dry history. There was, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, Davy had a personality. He was a this real was, person. This was American. I think that's another thing, too. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood and Rob Roy, those were based in the UK, based off history from the UK, that people probably didn't really learn a lot about. And I think we talked about that in Robin Hood, maybe? I can't remember what movie we discussed that in, but one of our guests brought it up, and it was like, you know, these movies probably didn't do very well because people didn't necessarily have the means to learn that history and know and understand the story. Whereas, like, we're watching the story now, and we have the internet at our fingertips, we can be like, oh, who is this character? Right. And so we Google the name, and it comes up, and we're like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Davy Crockett, first of all, it was a TV series, so there was a lot more information people were getting, which right. I think was helpful in the beginning. So people were learning more so who the characters were and what they were. But this was also American history. So if people in America were going to be learning any type of history, it would be American history over world history you know yeah yeah yeah. and I think that that probably and I mean it's it's been known for ages that like to make it in the film industry you have to make it in America because we are so populated and this is just where the money is in this Mm -hmm. industry you know so it was so popular because America got it America understood this movie and this TV show. Got it. I know what you're saying. That makes total sense. Yeah. I think also because, like, in a lot of history classes, you learn about Davy Crockett in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like, when I was in grade school, we learned about the Battle of the Alamo. We learned about Davy Crockett. Right. Like, we heard about who he was. I don't remember watching any of the show then, but we might have. It was a long time ago. <laughs> so, like, they're, you know, they're still teaching that now. So, of but, course, yeah. they were yeah. teaching people that back then, too. Yeah. Way more so than, like, the story of the Sword and the Rose or Rob Roy, the right. Scottish Robin Hood. You know what I mean? Like, right. people in America weren't learning is, who that was. This is more relevant. Exactly. Two mm-hmm. people at the time. Right. You know? All right. We're going in those fun facts. Yeah. Okay, so I usually look up fun facts, and, like, this is the first one that came up, but I didn't know who this was, so someone named Buddy Ebsen, who I looked up, he was in the Beverly Hillbillies, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and then two TV shows, Bonanza and Gunsmoke, which my dad used to watch every day, so I know they were I really, popular. I really love Breakfast at Tiffany's, and I haven't never, watched it in a while, and it's really good. It's I've good. never seen it either. But I know I should. So... That doesn't mean much to me, but I know other people will know who he is. So Buddy Ebsen was going to play Davy Crockett until Disney saw Fess Parker in the movie Them, which is in 1954. And when he saw him, he said, that's my Davy Crockett. And he became so identified with the role that in 1964, he starred in another TV series about Daniel Boone, who's another American frontiersman. Yeah, I feel like he definitely, after doing this, I feel like he was typecast. Oh, yeah, he's in the niche, for yeah. sure. It's kind of like, um, oh, I'm blanking, Clint Eastwood. Mm. Big time cowboy frontier dude, you know what I mean? Um, so, Walt said that if he had known the success that Davy Crockett was going to have, he wouldn't have killed him off in the third TV episode. <laughs> there you go, Meg. Yep. <laughs> Um, but he found a way around it, as we know. I mean, Walt 
sticks to history, but doesn't always stick to history. So, like, yeah, everybody mm-hmm. knows he dies in the Alamo, but if anybody was going to undo that, <laughs> it would have been Wall. <laughs> so true. Um, so this film made a million dollars despite the fact that over 50% of the U.S. had already seen it on TV. So this was due in part to the fact that the reviews and promotional material for the film didn't give any indication that it was a comp- compilation of two of the three <laughs> one-hour Davy Crockett TV episodes, uh, Davy Crockett Indian Fighter and Davy Crockett The Elmo. Uh, the only difference between the TV and movie version was that the theatrical version was in color. So ABC I mean, TV... I probably worth going to see I it. would think that. I mean, what? They have released mm-hmm. Nightmare a bunch of times in the film, and the one time it was 3D, and I was like, I gotta see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it is different. Right. Katie, I feel like anytime Nightmares in theaters, you're gonna go see it. <laughs> it's so Even though you true. own it. <laughs> we, just, we just went to go see Harry Potter in theaters for the anniversary, so... Mm-hmm, and Fantastic Beasts. Oh. I will go Am see I that Am I surprised about that? Anytime. I'm not surprised about that. <laughs> so ABT, ABC TV which aired first aired Disneyland did not broadcast in color at the time. So there was no way for it to be in color when it came out. Um, the, this was the most successful early example of merchandise licensing licensing. Yes. I just want to say that it blows my mind that my mom was alive during this time and there was no color TV. I can't believe that. Isn't it crazy how fast things have changed. Yeah. More so than I think, I mean, this is, I can talk about this because it's relevant and it's coming out today. Obama just did a speech at the University of Illinois and he said that we are progressing faster than like ever in history. Like humanity is like just flying by with technology and stuff. I mean, with the education that we're getting and different, it's totally different. You can't keep up. But Everybody should go listen to that speech. It was so good. It was very good. Off topic, but. <laughs> He's the crockett of our time, but he doesn't hunt bars. <laughs> or grin at them. Or grin at them. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to grin at a bar. <laughs> it worked on a coon. <laughs> oh, and right, even right. tried grinning on an Indian. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was the crockett paraphernalia, which like included coonskin caps and bubblegum cards. Um, and other ex- examples of successful merchandise in, like, the 1950s area um, was, like, Hopalong Cassidy, Elvis Presley. In the 60s, it was, like, the Beatles, the Monkees, and the Batman TV series. So other big hitters along with so good old Davy. It's crazy to think that the Davy Crockett craze is on the level of the Beatles, the Monkees, and Batman of the 60s. Yeah. I mean, like, I can picture those crazes in my head. Yeah. I wasn't alive during them, obviously, but, like... I mean, the Beatles are still nuts. My mom talks about... My mom talks about the Beatles craze. Because, I mean, she was, uh... She was, like, ten. She has a little bit of a crush on good old Paul. Oh, yeah. Not a little (laughs) crush. She's got a big crush. But she, I mean, like, you know, talking about seeing them on TV and, like, hearing about where they're gonna be and all the merchandise that was all over the place. Like, she... If that is the equivalent to, like, Davy Crockett in the 50s, that's crazy. Yeah. I would say that's the equivalent to Frozen in the early 2010s. <laughs> Meg, just let it go. Oh, <laughs> oh, I just, oh. I just picture, I just picture uh, moms with their strollers literally running people over to get in line to meet Anna and Elsa in the morning at Magic Kingdom. Let me tell you guys, it happened. I worked it. We used to have to hold a rope in front of the crowd and walk them back to Fantasyland because people were getting injured from being run over by strollers. Not joking. I wish I was. (laughs) It looks so annoying. Well, no, because I don't... I'm not... Obviously, I'm not a girl, so I don't get, like, the whole princess craze. I do have my favorite princess, but I would never... Like, if I had a child that was like, I want to meet Anna and Elsa, I'd be like, you have to wait till the line is, like, dead. <laughs> you are not going to... I'm not getting trampled by a bunch of moms because you want to see Elsa. Like, yeah. No. I mean, and it was, like, a four-hour wait every day back then to meet them. It was insane. Uh, I bet the telling it is to meet Moana now. I don't think that Moana has a meet-and-greet. She only comes out for the Halloween party. Yep. 
Yeah, Chad but I bet meet and greet then is pretty long. I know. Yeah. Oof. All right. Fun facts. Back to Davy Crockett. So, the Ballad of Davy Crockett, which everyone knows, and it's been stuck in my head for probably like two weeks now, um, is the only song ever to be charted on Billboard's Top 100 Popular Songs at the same time by three different artists. Mm. So, there was a version by Bill Hayes, um, of the version sung by Fess Parker, and then another one by Ernie Ford. Tennessee Ernie Ford. Tennessee Ernie Ford. Um, so then I found this article... Um, that, like, was a fact-checking of the Ballad of Davy Crockett. Um, so, like, it says he was born on a mountaintop in Tennessee. He was actually born on the banks of the Nolichucky River, which is not far from the mountains, but it's River Valley. And then it says that he killed a bear when he was only three. I'm sorry, a bar. When he was only three. <laughs> Turns out there's no evidence that he ever did that, nor did he ever claim to do so. But he did grow up a very skill- skillful hunter. Uh, bear hunting was kind of his trademark in his political campaigns, which is, like, hilarious. That would never fly any other time than, like, now in his, you know, back then. It's just, like, can you imagine someone, I don't even, can you imagine Obama going up there and being, like, I'm a very skillful bear bear hunter. (laughs) And people being, like, yes, vote for him. (laughs) Um, Did he fight single-handed against the Creek Indians? He volunteered to fight, but he was a small and unimportant part of the Creek War. Also, part of his legend is that he was a defender of Indian rights. This is true up to a point. He did vote on the right side of the issue in Congress against Andrew Jackson's Indian removal bill that was passed and resulted in the Trail of Tears. So he really was a friend to Native Americans. Um, Did he serve a spell in Congress, fixing up the government and laws, and take over Washington? He did go to Congress and serve three terms. He was a well-known figure because he came to symbolize the frontier, but he didn't get anything done, really. Yes, Tim? No, no, I was just scratching my face. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Although I was going to say, you keep putting Davy Crockett on blast, man. I'm sorry. I mean, he was... He was cool, Actually, but... we're putting the ballad on blast. True. The ballad on blast. Yeah. Clearly right. he was starting a hashtag, hashtag Bellet on Blast. <laughs> <laughs> so did they need him at the Alamo? He was a volunteer. Uh, the song and movie imply he went to Texas to fight in the Texas Revolution, but that's not the case. He went because all his life he was moving west in search of better land and better opportunities. Uh, he had lost his re-election in Congress and went back to Tennessee but he can't stay in one place for very long, so he ended up going to Texas, where he enlisted to fight, and ended up in the Alamo, and that's how he died on March 6th of 1836. Um, quote, probably Alamo is the reason we remember him today, because it's a hugely important event in both the history and the mythology of Texas, and Crockett was, at the time, the most famous person there. So people really did know who he was. He was an important politician, but, you know... The ballad stretches the truth a little bit. As well, movies do. You know what? Sounds good. So It does. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee. And they I, sing it like, I like how they use mm, the ballad mm, mm, to like mm, catch you up where you were in the movie. It was a storytelling yeah. piece. Yeah, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I knew when it said Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, I was like, oh, this is the last section of the movie, because that's the name of the movie. We're here. We're at the end. Yep. So, Davy. Um, he's a good character. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's got mm-hmm. great character development. Yeah. Um, you're correct. Like... So he kind of seems like a reckless fighter a little bit in the beginning. Doesn't listen to rules. Right. He's like, oh, I like the one part where he looks at George and he's like, well, I guess we're going to have to start disobeying orders again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because he didn't get his way when he was talking to the general. Um, But he, I think that he's just a very likable character. He, you can't yeah, you can't not like him. He doesn't do anything bad. No. And and to be honest, so I had never seen this movie, but I did know that he interacted with Indians 
and I immediately assumed it was going to be bad. I did too. But watching the movie, I was like, oh my god, he's an advocate for them. Like, how cool is that? So then he turned into this, like, really cool progressive character that I liked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's, like, going against everything in Congress, basically. And then they try and keep him out. That was crazy. They send him on this tour to try and keep him out of Congress so that he can't try and talk people out of voting for this Indian removal bill. But then he, then, you know, George to the rescue comes and gets him and he gets there just in time. And that speech that he gave was great. Oh, it was awesome. I really like him. I agree. You could have said that better. He... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him. He's got his humor is like kind of silly, but it made me laugh because that's mm-hmm. how I am. Um, but yeah, he's just like a strong advocate for what he believes in. It's something that's good to believe in. He goes about life doing mm-hmm. things his way, but it's a good and pure way. Mm-hmm. And he just takes care of his family for the most part. I'll say that's a little weird that he's like gone all the time, but that's Davy. I think that that's the time. That's the time as well. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he's just like, he just is like a serve the people person, but like, doesn't really seem like he's trying. It's just like who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. What I like about Davey is other than like, there's a lot of stuff that you guys are saying is progressive. I feel like he's partially like ahead of his time in some way, like especially dealing with the native Americans, like. Nowadays, Definitely. like, what they did back then wouldn't have flied. And he became friends with one. He even joined them in the Alamo. I actually got really sad when he died, even mm-hmm. though he never spoke. Spoke in sign language. But still, like, that was, like, the type of person Davy was. He could get somebody who would have been considered an enemy back then, like, to be a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And that's more of, like, how I hope today is becoming, where we're more progressive in that aspect where we're not like oh this person looks different than me i'm gonna kill them i'm gonna become like we all are more united in that sense yeah we definitely have strayed from that Mm -hmm. i think in recent years but hopefully we can get back to it Mm -hmm. i have faith that we will it's just yeah yeah davy gryffindor yeah, definitely. Through and through. Yes. So I'm um, a Gryffindor, so gotta <laughs> represent. Representing. Um, George Russell. So this is Davy's like right hand man. George is like if if he's like Fu was cool to guest on. Yeah. That's who George is. I agree. Mm-hmm. Just like whatever Davy wants, even he's though there. George may not want it. Like when Davy was like, "We're going to Texas. I want to do this," and he's like. <sighs> okay, Davey. So when we going? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He's a total Hufflepuff. Like he's very loyal. Yeah. In that sense. He's just. Yeah, I know. A good-hearted guy. Definitely. Definitely. Major Tobias Norton. I think is this, is this the, the guy, guy at the Alamo? I think this. No, is the guy he's that... the guy that wanted to pass the Indian Bill and kept um, him away, and tried to keep Davy away. So he's a jerk. Yes. Oh, he's a total. He's a total jerk. I almost said something else, but there's <laughs> children listening. Durmstrang. No. Yeah, dang, dang for um. Yeah, you know, but he, he doesn't. He's not a good character. Mm-mm. I mean, he's there for a reason, and he serves a purpose. He's like the the mm-hmm. stereotypical politician. Yeah. Tell you one thing, does another. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, preaching to the choir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, President Andrew Jackson. He kind of is like a gray character, I think. Yeah, but he likes Davy. He starts out. Yeah, he starts Mm -hmm. out good. You're right. Yeah, he listens to Davy and what he has to say. Like takes his ideas into consideration. But then he tries to pass this Indian removal bill, which we know turns. You know, I mean, it becomes the Trail of Tears, which is a very Shameful partner history. Yeah, not not a good part of American history. Um, <clears throat> and that's thanks to him. So thank you, Andrew Jackson, man on the $20 bill that we still somehow... Oh, yeah. 
He seemed, he seemed <laughs> yeah. his grumpiness in this movie made me laugh, though. Like, when he's in the tent and he's like, Get me crooked! You know? <laughs> Why do we pick those presidents to, like, still give relevance to? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Because well, we're not running things. Well, Davy Crockett was in Congress when Andrew Jackson was president, so that was kind of why they had that, like in real. No, I mean, like, why is he on the twenty dollar bill? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I why think, do we? Why do we give relevance to that type of president? I think you know? Davy should be on the twenty dollar bill, right? Uh-huh. Or like John F. Kennedy. Yeah. All right, President Jackson. I don't really know where to put him. I'm gonna make him His, a squib. Whatever. Chief Red Stick, leader of the Creek Indians. Creek Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. like that Davy was able to change his mind, and I like that the chief was receptive to that. Like he was willing, after a little bit, to listen and change his mind. And that had to be really hard for him. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like, his anger comes from a warranted place. Oh, definitely. So mm-hmm. it's one of those situations where, like, the white man, quote, has basically forced him to be the way he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no real other way for him to act because it's either I stand my ground and act the way that I'm acting or I give everything up. And that's not a fair situation to put anybody in ever. But as we know, Davey's an advocate for them and Chief Redstick didn't see that at first, mm-hmm. but thankfully did after they and I like how like his Chief Redstick's way to like settle it was to like literally fight. Mm-hmm. Not well I mean potentially fatally but who knows if he would have stopped right before and been like get out of here kind of like what Davy did with him or like Davy could have killed him but then said no I'm not gonna do that right which I think proved to the chief like okay this guy means that he really does want to help us right he didn't come and seek us out to kill us like the other white men do I like that he recognized the goodness in Davy I'm going to put him in Slytherin, though, because I think that it's... He's ambitious. He's super ambitious to be able to make those hard decisions, um, be a leader for his people in the decision he's making. Yeah. And he collects human scalps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah. There's a little... There's a little... Uh, Snake side to him. So. Yes. Alrighty. Favorite parts of the movie. And favorite character. We're going to do them together. So mine is Davy, Which I think I've basically already said why in the character analysis of him. He's progressive. He's an advocate for the Indians. He does what he thinks is right. Um, and he's just a cool dude. Mm-hmm. And I think that my favorite scene is definitely when he comes back into Congress and gives that speech about why they shouldn't pass this bill. Yeah. It's just empowering to hear somebody who normally would never have a voice in Congress. Like, he definitely was not the normal type of person who would have been elected to Congress, right? Right. Sometimes he comes in and like that. And is not his... In his frontier outfit. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and that's why people like him, but the fact that he was able to have a voice in Congress all the way back in the 1800s yeah, is awesome. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Davy's my favorite too for all the things we said, and that's also my favorite scene because, you know, he gets this tip off that this is going to happen, immediately leaves what he's doing, goes, I don't even know how far... Trusts George right away. Yeah. When George comes in and says, you need to get out of here. Yeah. Comes mm-hmm. in, doesn't listen to what Tobias is saying. He's like, no, get out of my way. I, I need to <laughs> I need to talk. Doesn't he say something? He's like, you're not my kind of politician or something like Something along those lines. Then he like throws him at George. And he George, punches him. Yeah, and George catches him. And he, yeah, he does, <laughs> he does throw him. Like, 
Um, but my other favorite scene, just because it was hilarious to me and Meg, is when I don't know remember who he's fighting, but Davy's like in a scuffle, and oh, he's with he's fighting uh, Bigfoot, and Bigfoot grabs like some sand off the ground and throws it in Davy's oh, face, and Davy's reaction is so he was just like ah! funny, <laughs> like so fake. Oh, it was awesome. All right, my turn. My favorite. Is also no surprise, Davy. I think he's just like that guy that you want to root for. Like mm-hmm. that's why everybody loved the movie. Um, and my favorite scene, I have two. Like Katie, um, one of them was the scene where he's fighting Bigfoot because I like the one. The other one was actually when he was talking to Chief Redstick. Like I kind of liked how he like got Chief Redstick to kind of see his point of view. Like he was showing, like, hey, I'm fighting for you like right. the only reason i'm killing your people is because you're trying to kill me like that's usually what war is like that's why they kill each other is because you're trying to kill me so i'm trying to save my life and then he ends up they end up not becoming bffs but he gets them signing a treaty and all was right at the time for momentarily yeah also mm. side note i liked mm how so he helps this treaty get signed and then he finds out that it was like that bigfoot was breaking it and he immediately just takes it into his own hands mm-hmm. to go and write it you know yeah he's a total advocate like we need more of those mm-hmm. did you say your other favorite scene yeah it was when he was talking to chief red oh right, right right okay okay please like that battle least favorite um, least favorite character is probably Tobias Norton. He's a sneak. Yeah, he just isn't a nice person. Um, least favorite scene. Um, I mean, I guess like the Alamo scene, just because it's sad. That it like they sad. fight so valiantly and like they fight for so long. They're able to hold them off for so long. And then, like, literally nobody survives. It's just sad. It's not like it's a bad scene. It's not my least favorite scene because it's bad. It's just sad. My least favorite character is also Tobias. The whole movie, he's just, like, way too high strong, and he never wants to listen to Davy, and, yeah, then he tries to go behind Clearly everybody should listen to Davy. Right. Mm -hmm. I just don't like the guy. Least favorite scene was when Davy found out his wife died. Yeah, that was also sad. So George is, like, reading the letter, and, like, you can see their friendship there, because he just, like, you know, immediately is like, I don't even know what to say, like, if there's anything I could do, and he's just like, I just need time. It's very sad. It's just sad. Again, not because it's a bad scene, it just makes me sad. Yeah. Alright. My least favorite character is Major Tobias Norton. Shocker, I know. <laughs> We're all um, in agreement here. <laughs> he's kind of how I would call him. He's just not a good person. He's kind of a doo-doo head. <laughs> um, and then my least favorite scene, it's actually any battle scene when they show people dying because it's very obviously fake. <laughs> Meg like, was laughing at like, like people literally people. Oh, red like, paint on people's face. Like. That's what like yeah, and then like when the Indian character that I was talking about earlier, who's I sh- I don't know his name, but he was also like one of my favorites. He wasn't my favorite because I liked a few more over him, but when he died, I'm like, he was like, Ooh! I'm like, I know you are faking it. Like they do such a better job. People getting shot was pretty bad. Yeah. Like they would first of all, it was like a delayed response. And then they would, like, throw themselves forward or sideways like they were, like, oh, jumping. Gosh. And I'm like, you would actually just mm-hmm. crumple down to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you don't and have then to they, throw like, make a dramatic forward. noise, too. Yeah. Like, like, oh, my God. Like, no. <laughs> like, but, you know, yeah. the 50s. The 50s. Yes. It was the best that they could do. I mean, nowadays, if they had that, you would have seen guts. Yeah. Yeah, true. So it's probably better that we didn't see that. We just dealt with the whole, oh, I fell over and I'm dead. But then when they, <laughs> like, but obviously when they say cut, I'm going to get right back up and go have my coffee. 
<laughs> All right. So what we took away from it, me would just be, I loved the surprisingly progressive feel of the movie from Davy's eyes. Mm-hmm. I want more people like that in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And I, basically just always be an advocate for what you believe in. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, whatever you believe in, you know, make it a part of, like, your soul. Like, that was Davy. Davy was an encompassed... that Whatever he believed in, that was him. You know? Mm-hmm. I kind of take away the same thing as Megan. Um, just more like, there. you can always be progressive. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. Because mm-hmm. during that time, like, people would have been... They wanted to expand, and Davy was always one who's like... Well, we're all human beings. And I think... I think, you know, what like he, I think the one thing I liked that he said is that yeah. we don't have to expand in that direction. Because, mm-hmm. like, if there's people who are living there, like, we can expand to the south or we can expand to the west, like, around them. But they didn't want to hear that. Yeah. No, they were like, oh, no, we have to move these people and it's, why can't we all live together? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I feel like a lot of people at the time when they meet someone progressive, they feel like they're wrong. But then it's like we look back on history and we're like, well, this is how we are now. If mm-hmm. it wasn't for people like Davey, we probably wouldn't be like how we are now, especially with Native Americans. Like, I know, like they have like their own settlements. And I have I know people who have Native American descent who can trace their lineage way far back to Chief Red Sticks. And I know people, you know, who aren't that progressive and they're like, but we wouldn't be as progressive as we are now if it wasn't for people like Davy Crockett. I think it's kind of what I took away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So our new section, A Day in the Life of Walt, there's not really a whole lot going on right now with him because he's preparing to open Disneyland. So cool. So right now he is uh, working, hard. working away in the park every day. Living the dream. Oh, yeah. Literally. I want to yes. say at this time he's probably living in the apartment above the firehouse. Probably. On Main Street. To, over, to be able to overview all of the construction. All right. Anything that anybody has to add before we jump into our Disney memory? I liked this movie. Watch it. Yes. Do it. There's a reason that it's known. That's Meg would say. There is a reason that it's known. And there are reasons why others are not. (laughs) 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 All right. So this is... And, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's also, like, if you think about it, any of the well-known movies from back in the day are basically what were put into Disneyland. So we've got 20,000 Leagues yeah. Under the Sea, Davy Crockett, um, Alice in One. I wonder, I think Alice is an opening day attraction, is it? There's a picture of Walt riding it, so okay. it was somewhere around cups. there. Um, Peter Pan, Snow White. So The big hitters. Yep. So. Alright. So, this week's Disney memory comes from Derry. <laughs> Terry Floud, who kindly said cloud with an F. So, so thank you. We know how to pronounce it. Yes. We appreciate that. Thank you. We decided to go to Walt Disney World as a family, and I was told by my brother that they trusted me to plan all of the fast passes and the dining reservations. Whoo. People trust me with that all the time. <laughs> However, <Same>. when we <laughs> got there, things changed pretty fast. A lot of the fast passes I planned, my brother wanted changed, and they skipped most of the dining we had reserved. That's the worst. Hollywood Studios was one I was most ticked off because there is only four rides. I decided to make (laughs) fast passes for three of them since there's no point in making for the shows. Since I had heard that it was an hour wait for Toy Story Mania, even with fast pass, I made a fast pass for Star Tours, Tower of Terror, and Rock and Roller Coaster. Good choices. Mm-hmm. All rides I had never been on and planned to do with my brother and sister-in-law since my sister and parents didn't want to go on and my nieces were three years old and eight months old, so they were too short. The only one we got to do was Star Tours and the rest my brother had changed for shows. I was not 100% sure on how to work fast pass on the app yet, so 
We had to cancel Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Anyway, we were walking to Muppet Vision 3D when my mom stopped and pointed out two characters between Star Tours and Muppet Vision, Goofy and Max. Oh, that's awesome. It could not have been more perfect because Goofy is my favorite character. I love a Goofy movie, and I was wearing my Powerline t-shirt that I got at Hot Topic specifically for this trip. My three-year-old niece was freaking out, so the rest of my family went to go to Muppet Vision, and I went to meet Max and Goof by myself. There was someone in front of me wearing a Max shirt that I was talking to who told me that a Goofy movie was also his favorite movie, and we talked right up until it was time to meet them. While Max and Goof went for a break, they saw both of our shirts and gave us both thumbs up. Finally, it got to my turn to meet them, and right away, Max started playing the air guitar and gave me two thumbs up. I asked Max if he was going to Paris for the Powerline concert. The guy in line told me about it, but didn't get details 100% right. And he nodded, but then told me not to tell Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Then next thing I knew, Goofy was doing the perfect cast. It was so awesome and put the biggest smile on my face after being annoyed with my brother. (laughs) Since Max is rarely out, so I thought it was perfect that I decided to wear my Powerline shirt that day. Before leaving the park, I went to Guest Relations to tell them how happy I was to see Max out, and they told me that a guy came by earlier and told them the same thing. Hopefully they bring Max out more as I think the popularity of a Goofy movie is getting higher. Like I said, not the most magical moment, but the one thing I remember most that made me smile from my three trips. Thank you, too, for making this podcast and bringing some joy to my week. I like this because it shows how not everything always goes right on a Disney vacation. You know, sometimes it's going to pour and you want to be out on Main Street. Or sometimes you really want to go on Space Mountain and it's your last chance to go and the ride goes down. Yep. But... Then something like this happens, and there's always magic to be had at Walt Disney World or Disneyland or wherever you're going to be. Disneyland Paris. You need to, another thing, I'm going to shout out the Brookharts here. You need to remember, you're in Disney, so there's always something that can turn it around. You're at the most magical place, the happiest place, wherever you are. You just need to embrace it. Don't let the rain stop you. Yeah. Don't, I mean, like, don't let things like that get you down because there's... Like Katie said, there's always going to be something that will turn your frown upside down. I think you can carry this over into real life, too. Just always PMA all day. Positive mental attitude. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So if you would like to share your Disney memory or how your trip was turned around, maybe, um, and have it featured on the show, please email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. It could be anything Disney-related. Send it our way, and we'll be sure to feature it on a future episode. And we are running out of memories, so please. Maybe we'll have to come up with something else that they can submit to. Yeah. So we'll think on that and announce it when we come up with something. That or, like, you're just going to have to listen to all the memories we have, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you a memory. (laughs) I've got lots. All right. uh, So thank you for joining us again, Tam. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. I had fun. I had to have a Frontierland buddy on Davy Crockett, so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Reminder, in case we didn't say it earlier, Meg and Tim worked in Frontierland on their first college program together way back in 2011. Oh, my gosh. Which we were like, You want to know what's then. awesome is that our 10-year anniversary of being on the college program will be Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. Mind blown. I know. <laughs> I still will not be 30 yet when our 10-year anniversary hits. Oh, I will. I'll be 31. I'll be, 20, I'll be 29. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So, yeah. Thank you, Tim, for working with our schedule and getting up nice and early today and watching the movie this morning so that you can record with us. <laughs> yes. We watched it last night. I get it. But it's always a pleasure having you on, so. Oh, thank you. I had fun being on. Good. I can't wait to come back for the next Davy Crockett. River Pirates. I'm excited to watch it. (laughs) So, grown up. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to make a pirate joke. Go for it. I was going to be like, thank goodness it's not rated R. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm I'm in a punny mood today, okay? (laughs) I love it. Those are the best (laughs) moods to be in. Well, Megan remembers my Splash Mountain days. Oh, he loved his punny jokes on Splash Mountain. Oh, yes. Thanks for dropping in. (laughs) I want more. (laughs) I need more. 
that was like the big one I used to do. Yeah. Um, Whenever they would come in from looking um, at their photos. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, or glad we could splash up your morning. <laughs> that was when I would work there in the morning, and the managers would always make me greet her because I always had the puns, and everyone else would be like, half would be like, oh no. Tim's greeting, not the puns, not the stickers. And then, like, the other half was like, yes, Tim's got the puns today. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I'll have to, like, say those puns at cast members when I go back next year. Yeah, oh. teach them like, what to say. I have to. It was nice dropping in. <laughs> I did when I was on my second program. I picked up shifts there, and I was like, they, the managers, you know, because they were the same ones when we did it, they were like, made me greeter. And I was like, greeting them the right way. And they all looked at me like, you're the one who started all that crap? I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's how it's Again. supposed to be. Yeah. Exactly. Tim, you were doing your job above and beyond, as a oh, cast member should. Of course. <laughs> how else would I have not in... It's not even a word. Not in... <laughs> I like it. It's like bar. <laughs> bar. Bar, yes. <laughs> all right. Well... Well, thanks for grinning with us this episode. <laughs> of course, it was something worth barring. <laughs> I wish you guys could see how much Tim just made himself laugh. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, all right, I'm going to save everybody from the rest of the puns. So Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on all of the different social media platforms. We're on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grown Up Kids Pod to gain access to the Extra Magic Hours episodes. Um... And just support us, which we appreciate. Mm -hmm. So if you head on over to our Facebook discussion group, I've posted a document of our comprehensive list of movies. If you're interested in being on an episode, you can head on over to that list and check it out and see what's available. And then comment, email us, or message us on Facebook with what movies you're interested in joining us on, and I can get you on the list. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch Lady and the Tramp ahead of next week's episode. It's going to be a doggone good time. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.